Welcome to the CFAA, Canadian Fire Alarm Association's Technicians Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Renault, Western Canadian Regional Sales Manager for Honeywell Notifier. I'm a National Director for the CFAA, and I'm the Chair of the CFAA's Marketing Committee. All opinions expressed by the host and guest are solely theirs and not necessarily the positions of the respective companies. All right, welcome. Uh, today we are in Winnipeg and uh, I just got off the plane and I am here with Bree, Emily and Kathy and we're going to talk today about women in fire alarm and all the different aspects that are really particular for women in this industry. We're going to start off with Bree, and we're just going to kind of just introduce yourself, a little bit of your background, and how you got into Fire Alarm. Hi, I'm Bree. Uh, I got into Fire Alarm about two and a half years ago. I was surfing the Red River Campus College website, and I stumbled upon it, and I started researching it more and found a job opportunity and applied. I currently work with Freedom Fire and just got my license this October. And I just started my journey as a full technician. Emily is going to now uh, introduce herself and a little bit of your own history. Yeah. Hi, my name's Emily. I am also currently a technician with Freedom Fire. I've been in Fire Alarm since May of 21. I kind of stumbled across it. My fiancé met someone in Fire Alarm, talked about the job, going, what is it? Came home and said, you need to look into this. It sounds like what you want. I'd been looking at different trades for a while. So I did, and a few months later, I started the CFAA courses through an online college uh, on my own. I was in childcare at the time and kind of figured that probably wouldn't really have a lot of job opportunities coming from childcare into a trade. So I decided <laughs> to get the schooling myself and then got a job in the field in May of 21, got my license in March of 22, and have been loving it ever since. March of 22. Okay, so you're about a year and a little bit now, a year and a half. Yeah, yeah, coming up. Uh, yeah, almost, almost two yeah, years. Yeah, coming up two years yeah. fully licensed. Okay. And Kathy. Hi, I'm Kathy. I am the manager of FireTech Systems in Winnipeg. We're uh, the largest ESD for Mercom. I've been in Fire Alarm for 11 years, and like the vast majority, I stumbled into it. I was working in electrical wholesale in outside sales and carried fire alarm in my package for the, for the project uh, when my contact had passed away. And I called the company FireTech uh, to extend my condolences. That turned into a let's have a conversation, which turned hmm. into a job offer with full disclosure that I knew nothing about fire alarm and was uh, very fortunate to have um, a great mentor mm -hmm. to, to guide me through it. So. Now, well, we have a little bit of your, you kind of answered this question already, which my next question was going to be what, what inspired you to really, you know, kind of get into fire alarm. Sounds like for you, it was a bit of a, for Kathy, that is, it was a bit of a stumble. It was a bit of a... It was, it yeah. was a stumble, um, you know, but a coworker of mine uh, many years ago had said, whenever opportunity knocks, you have to at least listen. Mm -hmm. And so the opportunity happened and I was scared. I didn't know anything about fire alarm. I knew there's a red box on the wall. If you pull it, it's going to make a racket. You need to get out of the building. And that was it. And now I was presented with this opportunity to sell it. 
And as we who've been around for a little while know that you need to know how they work, uh-huh, what is needed, yeah. the codes, the standards, the local AHJ requirements, et cetera, et cetera. So it was a really big undertaking and, and a challenge, but uh, I was up for it. A good personality only gets you so far, mm-hmm. and then you got to have something Absolutely. to back that up. It'll get you in the door. <laughs> So how about for uh, uh, you, Emily, what got you, you had a bunch of different possibilities and trades. Now you so you're, you're saying your fiance. Yeah. Yeah. My fiance just met someone who was in fire alarm and they were, yeah. you know, kind of just talking and talking about what they did for job. And when they mentioned that they were a fire alarm technician, I believe his response was what? <laughs> because in all honesty, until I found out about it, I didn't know that fire alarm technician was a job. Isn't that the issue in our industry? Yeah. And I had been looking at various trades for a while, and one that kind of kept popping up was electrical. I liked the idea of what the job entailed, but getting into electrical is difficult. It's a The programs for training are very in demand, mm-hmm. and it's very hard to find a apprenticeship that will take you without any experience. And like I right. said, I was in childcare. Yeah. I don't have, I mean, I've taken apart things and put them back together, but usually it went wrong. <laughs> And so when I found out about Fire Alarm, I started kind of looking into it and I found the CFAA website and I kind of looked at the different videos. There was um, things about what a day in the life of the Fire Alarm tech would look like Mm -hmm. and looking in all of the different courses and all that. And I went, yeah, I think this I think this is what's going to be right for me. And I happened to see that there was a course starting. It was at the very end of December of 2020. I saw that there was a course starting in the beginning of January of 21 through a college in Ontario. It was all going to be via Zoom. And I went, okay, I'll make a phone call. And they were able to get me in on three days notice. Oh, great. And fast tracked all the books to me. And I was in class two days a week all of a sudden going, what did I get myself into? (laughs) But the more I started learning about it, the more it just, for the first time, it felt right. It felt like what I wanted to do, and I've felt that way ever since. Fire That's alarm good. just makes sense, mm-hmm. and I just love it. Good. So, Bree, how about for you? Why fire alarm, of all things? Uh, for me, I originally wanted to be a cop, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, turn. yeah, it's a pretty, uh, you know, it's not, it's a very dangerous job. Mm-hmm. And then I'm a very hands-on learner. I liked electronics. I kind of looked into carpentry, um, then went to electrical. Those were pretty hard on the body after a while, and I'm a type 1 diabetic, and a fire alarm came up. And it kind of was the best of both worlds for electrical trades, and then, you know, it's life safety. You get to help people. Mm -hmm. Um, Not really, like, you can put yourself at risk, but not like a cop can, right? Right. So it was kind of the best of both worlds. And yeah, when I came across it and started to research it more, it just kind of was a puzzle piece that fit for what I wanted. And, you know, it's uh, definitely challenging at times, uh, but it's definitely like it's just if it's like a glove, it fits my life. And just like Emily said, you know, it's what you want to do and you kind of know it when you start. It's intimidating, but if it fits, it fits, right? So Mm -hmm. that's kind of how I started. So you said it was it's challenging at times. Why don't we go into that now? That, that And well, let's talk specifically about being women in the fire alarm industry. So what are the challenges that you think you face specifically as a woman? And what are some of the advantages? I think for challenges, obviously, like as uh, I've spoken prior, I think being part of the LGBTQ community myself, 
Uh, you know, when going in as a woman, it's extremely intimidating because I'm the fifth woman to be certified uh, in Manitoba. Wow. And, wow. you know, so it's extremely male-dominated. Yeah. And you don't have many people who are women. And so the men try to connect with you mm-hmm. in, because they feel like they can't connect with you for some reason. So they try to connect reasons with your partner. But then when right. they find out that partner is also a female... They kind of just alienate you, not purposefully, but so you kind of they are They probably don't want to say the wrong thing. Yeah, they, and so yeah. like, you know, yeah. you're kind of alienated with mm-hmm. your coworkers and that. And, you know, it's a huge struggle because obviously it affects your mental health. It affects you wanting to pursue this career when it means a lot to you. You know, it's right. a huge push, right? Mm-hmm. So that was probably my biggest struggle was pushing through that mentally because... So what did you do about it? How did you, how, how do you get through that? Honestly, there was some really great people I worked with. Um, my mentor, Luke, he honestly was very great. He had a old fashioned values, I guess you could say 1950s, yeah. but, uh, over the course of the t- uh, year and a half, two years I worked with him, he went from having 1950s values to watching a LGBTQ series on Netflix and started talking to me about it because he went out of his way to find that common interest. And, you know, mm-hmm. he was a huge help. He, uh, you try to create friendships, you do, but like, you know, if people just aren't comfortable or, you know, let's say their values don't align, it's, it's not something I push, but mm-hmm. like, you know, I was very grateful. I was able to create that relationship with Luke. And, uh, yeah, I still learn from him. We don't work at the same company. I call him all the time, but yeah, that's probably the biggest, uh, challenge, but I think it was also a huge advantage because, it got me to really focus on what mattered, which was life safety. I got to focus. Uh, I got to learn from someone who was a uh, electrician for, I think, 20 years before he came into fire alarm. So he knew the electrical side. So I got to know a lot more than most people do. Mm-hmm. And for tricks and all of that, yeah, I just got to learn for that. So that was kind of a hindsight. I got to uh, create some great friendships that are going to last a lifetime. And, and you know, he did sit me down one day. It was pretty rough. And he didn't want to have to say it, but he said you are a female in a male-dominated industry. And unfortunately, you are going to have to know more because you're going to have to prove yourself. It sucks it's that way, Mm -hmm. but it is. So I want you to know more than any of these guys do. Right. Yeah, yeah. Sadly, uh, I've had similar conversations with young female um, people that I've been working with. And, you know, sometimes that, sometimes I can assume a lot of things in a room that that just I don't even think about. And I know that you have to be more conscious of those. And that's that's unfair, but that's also the reality. The company that you're with will make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Even on, say, construction sites. I don't find as much awkwardness, I think, because of the companies that we work with and the contractors that we work with. They have female electricians. They have female carpenters on site, which I love to see. Right. Um, those other female trades workers also really enjoy, I think, seeing another contractor coming in as well. It's nice to see, you know, a female in carpentry, a female in electrical and fire alarm, you know, when three of us are at a job site today that are all female, it's like... It's so much fun showing up with three female technicians from the same company. Yeah. The look on people's faces sometimes... (laughs) 
is just great. Who do I talk to? <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, and that's actually saying who do I talk to? That's something that I find is one challenge that I face is that I'll go to a site with one of our junior technicians. Uh, there We have two junior technicians who are males. And if I go with one of them, the contact, unless I initiate conversation, will always turn to them first. One of them is 19 and baby-faced. I'm not 19 and not as baby-faced. but Yeah, that happened to me the other yeah, day, too, I noticed. <laughs> it's interesting because they just kind of automatically turn towards the male in the room. And both those juniors are always kind of just like, nope, you want to talk to her. Just kind of point back to us. And yeah, and, you know, companies have a lot, you know, I know, like, within Honeywell, the company I work for, you know, we have a lot of unconscious bias training and mm-hmm. going over these things that you just assume in your brain and trying to unlock that out of your brain it's years and years right and it's not necessarily those people's fault they just it's their experience in their life I've only actually come across one customer in the past who has been incredibly rude it Mm -hmm. was I think I was maybe three or four months into the job I was standing at a panel my trainer was sending in the alarms and I was overwhelmed because he was sending in alarms I had a suppression technician also sending an alarm and a sprinkler fitter sending in tampers. And I just kind of went, I, I don't know what's going on, but please stop. <laughs> this contact that we were working with was standing there and he basically said to me, like, how am I in this job? You're such a stupid little girl. Oh. What are you doing here? And I just looked at him and I'm basically just walked out and said, no, you can't speak to me like that. And I left the site, called my boss going, uh, so I just did this. And... <laughs> He was, he backed me a hundred percent. And the next year I was actually scheduled there again. And I said, you know what? I'd just rather not deal with this customer. And they sent somebody else and that was fine. And Mm -hmm. this past year I was given the inspection. I went, you know what? I'm two years in, I can do this. So I went with our, one of our junior technicians, who's a female as well. And we did that job faster than anyone else has. There you go. We did it fully. We did it properly. And we got it done in one day rather than a day and a half. And this same customer who had called me a stupid little girl asked for me and uh-huh. whichever junior to come back the next year. And I was kind of like, Ha-ha. <laughs> it <laughs> no, was, it good. was, yeah. it was a very nice feeling to know just to see how much I had grown in those two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just that, if you don't mind me mm-hmm. taking something off of what you said, you know, you said you called your boss and he backed you up. And that's something I think that we can both agree that, you know, our, our boss is the same and yeah. he has her back. I think part of it, part of the reason that that one upset me so much was because I was so new to the trade and I had come from a woman dominated field of childcare mm-hmm. and suddenly being just completely just sideswept by this, just having this comment come out of the blue. Mm-hmm. And I think that really just kind of hit me and I wasn't really expecting it. And mm-hmm. I know now that those kind of comments, it's nothing. Yeah. I just kind of go, yeah, you know what? If that's what you feel, that's what you feel. I know I'm doing good. I know I can do my job. Just let me do my job. Mm-hmm. And I think we all face that, you know, and that, that's everyone. And, yeah. and it doesn't matter how high up you get, there will be somebody who's going to question your professionalism. They'll question oh, your authority. Absolutely. And we all have to ride those out. And, you know, the skills you guys are getting, um, you know, still early in your career, and you're getting some skills that people don't learn for years and years yeah. and years, don't actually learn how to deal with it very well. Um, I have another podcast that we'll be putting out pretty soon that I already recorded with um, a tech in Saskatchewan. He's now a fire consultant, and he was a tech for years and years. And we started the conversation about ground faults, but it got into actually just talking about how to be on site with people 
and when things aren't going well, how, and boy, isn't that, that's a big part of our job, isn't it? I've been saying for 20 years, I've been fire alarm. Fire alarm panels are easy. People are difficult. Right? Yeah. People make or break a job. Yeah. And they don't come with a manual. No, they don't. <laughs> they just don't. There's part one of our conversation with some women in fire alarm. This was recorded while I was in Winnipeg uh, recently in early 2024. We'll have part two very soon. Stay tuned. Thank you. Thank you.